This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. So I just spent a good chunk of the last four days out at Wake Med Soccer Park in Cary. Yeah. And for those people, by the way, this is the Adam Gold Show. We're, we're heard in Wilmington and we're heard in Asheville, among other places. So all over the state. We go from the coast all the way to the mountains. That's uh goes without saying, sort of. So you might not have come down to check this out. Sure. And I totally understand because frankly, nobody really knew about it. I mean, we knew that it was coming. And to be perfectly honest, they didn't have a hard time selling tickets. But in terms of generating interest in it, there weren't a ton of people that really knew that. So what's 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 going on? But if you're a fan of fifty two hundred people buying tickets to what was it seven sessions of soccer? Uh, obviously, not every single one of those tickets is purchased, but most of them were. Not to mention suites, not to mention VIP areas. If you're a fan of that, then that's what this is. This just was for four days: Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There were 16 matches played. 16, I think 16 matches played each day. Uh, well, each. On Thursday, there were, I guess, 16 played on Friday as well. There were 63 total matches played. Wow. Over, so I got my math wrong. Feels like there were 63 total matches played in four days using what amounted to five fields that were each about half the size of a regular of a regulation soccer field. The goals were smaller. But there was a ton of energy and a ton of excitement and if you like feistiness, yeah. There was a little extra in a lot of matches. For instance, Borussia Dortmund, at least their uniforms because that was hardly Borussia Dortmund quality because they went 0 and 3. Borussia Dortmund Got into a fight on the like a fist fight. Oh, on the field, yeah. Wow. Well, hey, you know, I was watching MMA this weekend, so we were kind of could have been watching soccer. (laughs) Yeah. The uh, there was a team called Dallas FC. That's not an MLS team. There was only one MLS team that provided uh, that that entered the tournament, and that was Charlotte FC. So thank you to them for coming up. But there was but Dallas FC was ultimately kicked out for one of their players, or maybe more, um, using a racial slur at one of the players from the team that was outfitted by, I'm not sure it was anything that West Ham uh, really sent, outfitted by West Ham from the Premier League. But it got feisty. And maybe that's because there was a million dollars on the line, that it got feisty. And when it was all said and done, John Mugar threw out the check to Newtown Pride FC for $1 million. How that will be distributed, where it goes, 
I guess it's kind of up to them. Each team designated a charity. So there will be uh, a charitable donation back to Newtown, Connecticut. And, yes, it is where Sandy Hook Elementary School is. We all know what happened there. What was it, about a dozen years ago uh, with the school shooting? So uh, if you want to feel good about the winner, that's a great way to do it. Uh, But that team had a strategy and executed it. And it was just an amazing, an amazing four-day stretch over in Cary. And now the number one question that was asked of me, I will ask of John Mugar, who is the man behind the soccer tournament. It was just the basketball tournament. Now we've got a million-dollar soccer tournament. So before I ask you the question that was asked of me probably 15 times this weekend as I spent a lot of time out there, let me just ask you how it went from your perspective, your expectations going in, and what the four-day stretch was like. Uh, thanks, Adam. Uh, thank you for all the kind words and support. It went extremely well. Obviously, this is our inaugural event. We had to make a ton of assumptions. We've never really run a festival atmosphere like this before. Our model was also always the tennis U.S. Open up in New York. Right. We wanted that up-close access to athletes, play, intense play, and I think we achieved all of that. We feel pretty good about it. So when you were looking for a festival atmosphere, there was, there were food trucks, there were games, and I know uh, especially Saturday afternoon there was a lot, of, you could hear it from the stands, there was a lot of chatter going on in like that little fan fest area. Uh, are there things you would add? Would you start that sooner? What uh, what would you what would you do differently in terms of that type of stuff? There's a lot a lot we want to add. I think that the, for me the the coolest stuff was bouncing from field to field, down in the lower field, mm-hmm. bouncing back up to the stadium, interacting with the bracket, seeing teams walk through the footprint. So the more we can expand the event out of the actual stadium and onto the whole grounds collectively and get teams and players a reason to move throughout the grounds as well, the better this event will will become. So do you anticipate in the future maybe having using only one half of the stadium and not using two fields on the stadium and moving more stuff into the backfields? That's interesting. That's been sort of a, a, a debate point with our team in the last 24 hours because some people have come up to me and, and recommended playing two games at once in the stadium. And we always thought that that would be a little bit overkill and confusing, but others think it would be pretty awesome to just bounce it back and forth and always have a game going on in the stadium in addition to the three other fields. So it's all up in the air at this point. John Mugar with the soccer tournament is here. Uh, so let me ask the question, will you be back next year to wake med soccer park we would love to i mean i i am blown away as is our whole team and the players at the support unbelievable show of support for four straight days i mean that we heard that that is the hotbed of the sport (laughs) and we found out firsthand like i've always said it's a basketball if the community shows up for us then we're going to show up for them and it's, it's, I'd be hard-pressed to say anything different other than it was an incredible, incredible show of community support. We'd, we'd love to go back there. Well, uh, I speak for them when I say they would love to have you back. Again, uh, I, I went out Wednesday for some of the media day festivities. Um, how hard was it? Uh, well, I don't know how hard was it. 
how did the Wrexham thing come to come to uh, come to fruition? Did did they just jump in early? How much of that kind of helped the rest of it? It was huge. I think every every big team, not just Wrexham, every big team we got was a, an, an opportunity for us to introduce this event to new fans, and new fan bases. Wrexham, I just believe, is America's soccer team right now. <laughs> I think it's the most popular soccer team in America, just at any level, any league. And so and I think the, the fan of Wrexham is more of a casual soccer fan who is more open to experimental rules and innovation like we have. So I think that was a perfect, a perfect one for us to nag. And uh, we wound up getting them just through blind emails and outreach to Sean Harvey yep. uh, at Wrexham. And he, he answered one of them and, and it went from there. <laughs> uh, they, I, I determined that they were the home team, uh, even against the U.S. women, uh, in because I was at that match on I guess it was Thursday evening, and I swear, uh, the amount of people wearing Wrexham t-shirts eclipsed everything that I saw uh, over the really the four days uh, I was out there for two almost two full days. Uh, it was just tremendous. They they really were the home team. So, in terms of way, what you're looking for going forward. Uh, I think it would be confusing to have two games going on in the stadium just for public address purposes. Not, but I guess you have that for the games on the backfields as well. Uh, would you would you try to enclose the fields a little bit more? I think what we want to do. One thing we need to address is there's an enormous supply demand imbalance. I mean, we were sold out of six out of seven sessions. Yeah. And for a first-year event, which has never even put the product in front of anybody before to be sold out before we did that is insane to me. So what we want to do is try to figure out a way to get more people in there because it was such a cool, exclusive experience, and we want to keep it that way. We don't want to have uh, have too many people throughout and make it frustrating for people to move throughout. So, And the other thing is there's a huge supply-demand imbalance with the team because we had over 450 people inquire about entering and have since been slammed since our championship yesterday with even more inquiries. So can this go beyond the 32 team format? The world cup in 2026 is going to be 48. Right. Is this, is this the type of thing where we can expand on that footprint, maybe take over more fields and expand the whole event footprint? Well, there are more, <laughs> there are more fields at wake med soccer park that, uh, that you guys didn't get a chance to use. And there was even another field in the back, well, I guess field six, because the weather never got bad. Field six, I don't believe, was really used. Uh, so there there are even more fields at your disposal. Let me get to you. John Mugar from uh, the soccer tournament is joining us here uh, on the Adam Gold Show. Let me just get uh, about the rules. I saw uh, Hoosiers Army, and I forget who they played in that match, play uh, get down to 2v2. So it's a field player for each plus the goalies for each, it was absolutely hysterical. Like, who came up with that concept, and can we get to, can we get to it sooner? I, w- I didn't even see that. So I, My I was, gosh. I was waiting to for 2v2, and I didn't even see that. I got to go watch, watch the tape on that. Um, so the concept came from partially TBT. We decided we wanted to end all games on a made basket a few yeah. years ago, the Elam ending. So he set a target score instead of playing until the clock runs out. And the idea for peeling a player off was from someone on our team, Tim Brodson, who, uh, you know, it's 
the target scoring is a pretty cool concept, but you could literally be playing for an infinite amount of time right. in soccer. So how do you expedite the end of the game and ensure it's going to be played in a reasonable hour to an hour and 20 minute window? And that was the answer. We had no idea how that was going to go. Huge experiment. And to have gone through 63 games where it went not only well, but I think extremely well, we're, we're very lucky. Uh, it was just tremendous to uh, to watch something like that. We all, Also, the target score allows for massive comebacks, as Zala did over, I guess it was Como, uh, in where they were down, I think it was, it was I think, 3 nothing going into the target score time, so the first to 4-1, and uh, Zala came all the way back. It was tremendous. The, my only, my only criticism of the, the, the way the games looked was at times the goalkeepers would slow the game down to where there was just passing out, you know, back by the center stripe uh, for whatever reason, but there was booing at times uh, from the crowd that and wanted to see action. Is there, can we get a shot clock? Adam, you're, you should be on our team because you are just directly in my mind right now. Um, these are all the, the points that we all observed as well. And a, sh- a shot clock was raised to me as, a, as a, an idea. Um, there's, a, I think, a rule in futsal where you can't pass the ball back to a goalkeeper keeper two consecutive times, which might alleviate it. But in the end, I just wonder, you know, is it really a problem? You know, if, if okay. people, you know, I don't, <laughs> they, is it bad when, like, a team that's down 3 nothing can do that? And they, they had to play very smart, possession-oriented mm-hmm. soccer, and they did that, and the other team didn't play great possession-oriented soccer. So they were rewarded for it despite the slow play. I thought I, I still think there's something to be said for how we had it. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888 0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. I'm I'm not arguing one. I mean, I loved it, but I did hear I did hear booing, and I understood what they were trying to do. Also, uh, in the last in the last semifinal, the team that played Azala had just had to do the comeback, and that actually got down to I think two v two plus the keeper, so it was three v three. Uh, they had just played. They played the last match in the heat uh, Saturday afternoon, and I think they were just spent <laughs> when we got down to it. It was, gosh, it was so much fun. You had to be proud of everything. Yeah, I thought. Uh, I thought I, that may be another factor that contributed to the slower play at the end <laughs> of the game. These players were playing seven games over four days, um, and some of them maybe not in the prime of their playing career. <laughs> Uh, but but uh, but with Zala, they did what they had to do, and it still was entertaining for me. What this whole thing boils down to is 63 game-winning goals yep. and then the celebration thereafter. That's very unique to this format, and those are the best highlights that come out of it. And credit to anybody who can master that model. Uh, real quick, before I let you go, John Mugar from the soccer tournament, rather than pre- uh, present a check for $1 million, why not put a million dollars in cash on the side of the field? 
Yeah, I you know <laughs> people have brought that up with basketball. It just felt too Vince McMahony for me. Um, <laughs> I gotta I gotta know my role and, and who I am and who Vince is and, and let him do his thing and let me do mine. Underst- so I, I I can't do the briefcase. That's my problem. <laughs> You're not a briefcase kind of guy. I'm not. I just can't. I can't bring out that lever. Other briefcase of cash. I just how, can't do it. How about just a cartoon bag with a dollar sign on it? No, I mean a styrofoam check is, is bad enough as it is, but I just I can't go with it with a, a cash. Well, congratulations on the event. Absolutely tremendous. Um, I'll buy my tickets as soon as you announce the next uh, the next field. I appreciate your time, John Mugar from the soccer tournament. Congratulations again, and we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks so much for your support, Adam. You got it. Take care. That was again. I, I can't stress enough how much fun the entire event was, and I think. Maybe John's on to something that that there were that maybe the Wrexham fan is a casual fan. I don't know, but I will tell you this: there were fifty two hundred soccer experts there, and I kid you not. Every session, yeah, I heard conversations about what we were, what the teams were, who these players were, whether they were right or not. There was so much confidence yes. oozing from the people who profess to be experts about this. I'm not criticizing or anything because, for all I know, they were right. Did you feel like you were seeing Twitter in like person? Oh, it was hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It was so. It was so Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It was great, just in your face. My gosh! Yeah. But what a what an absolute blast! Um, if I were them, I think you can use the stadium for both team for both games. But I wouldn't have two games going on at the same time. And I would make they they had their by the way, Chris Paul was out there. Oh, no. Chris nice. Paul was out there for every session. Now part of it is because he is he I think he has a stake in the basketball tournament. That helps. So um it's the same company. So I think that he was out there as a show of support. Although for all I know, he loves the sport as well. Um but the 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 one negative in having one game go on on the uh, on let's field one and one game go on on field two on the stadium is that with nothing going on on field two, all you could see because there was nothing preventing you from seeing the other field, all you could see were empty seats. Yeah, and that's a bad visual. Whether or not well, there's no game going on there, that's why there's no seats, but. What they need, I think, would be like a raised VIP sec- section in between the two fields. So you can't see into the other stadium. Yeah. And it does, it, it looks like so much more of a, like a small, mm-hmm. you know, very intimate stadium. Look, yeah. it was an absolute blast. Yeah. I'm, I'm gushing too much about it. Because it was, it was just a ton of fun. No, well, that's can't great. Wait, can't wait for next year. And the year. weather wasn't bad either. That doesn't hurt, even though you Except might have melted a little bit on one of Saturday. the days. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and now, this goes for any any game where you go to Wake Med Soccer Park. Because the the seats on one side of the field are plastic. Okay? Ooh. Now, it's not necessarily better on metal, but on plastic. Bring something to sit on seat cushion that isn't uh, doesn't have to be a seat cushion could be literally can be a newspaper a towel yeah anything <laughs> yeah. 
I could not believe the heat <laughs> yeah. coming off the seat. Did you just fry your skin off Woo! your legs? It was yeah. spectacular. Hey, anybody that grew up with the uh, slides, the aluminum oh, slides? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. We, oh, we know. Oh, my gosh. We know. Hashtag the absolute, memories. <laughs> the absolute worst. Uh, but I was able to endure my rear end nearly melting Yes. to, uh, to watch... Saturday afternoon, four quarterfinal soccer matches. Worth it. My uh, my son was a ball boy for uh, for the last three of them, and then he then he was like, uh, "The semis, yeah. I could work the semis too, Dad." There, look at him go, and I'm like, "Dude, we've been here all day, all day." So we watched the uh, semifinals at home. Uh, once we got to the quarterfinals, everything was on Peacock. Oh, okay. Uh, actually, the championship match was on CNBC. Very good. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, well done event. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.